and then you can join in with your issue. All right, I got a lot of them. Which one? Well, which one specifically? All right, here we go. Okay, I don't care. I really don't care. I know you don't. If you, if you don't have that conversation, we can have the conversation. I don't. That's sad. Says a lot. Uh, Thursday, January 27th is the upload date. 3 2. My name is Cadillac Jack. I joined Atlanta Radio when I was 19 years old, put in a loyal 26 years. Welcome to my second act. It's a podcast where we talk about things that you are already talking about with your family and your friends and your friend circles, conversations about current events, pop culture and music, plus endearing and revealing stories about marriage, parenting, and personal growth. It is the Cadillac Jack, My Second Act podcast. My name is Donna. I'm Caddy's wife. Um, I am having a lot. This sounds like you, but I'm having a lot of technical issues. Technical things are going awry for me. Get this one. So somehow... A couple of things. In Instagram, I have somehow, like when I message people, I'm in vanish mode, which is like super sketchy. Keep talking. I got to let, let, let the cat out. It's like Snapchat. It's like what people do when they want to like communicate with people, but they don't want anybody to have a record that they're communicating and they want the message to like vanish after a certain amount of time. And I'm like, I'm, I'm communicating with friends and like people who listen to the podcast, normal people. Like and They're like, how come you're Yeah, no, not I'm not. There? I'm not like, I'm not like, these are not like. Tinder people are like, I'm being sketchy. Like, I don't want to vanish. I want to have conversations with them. But somehow, I've hit vanish mode. So, we have the smartest pod peeps in the world. And so, they're going to reach out, I guarantee you, and tell me how to get off of that. And then number two is, um, what was the other one I'm doing that's really weird? Oh, okay. So, oh my gosh. I was in Instagram and I somehow, I didn't even know this was possible. I think because I did the update, there's this little button now that's like a camera, and I somehow hit the camera, and I and, and, and I potted in two people, one person who fired the person that I was potting in, and it started calling them, like on this party potty line, potting them in together on a party line, and I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, and so I started like hitting buttons, like, like trying to delete it. So and, why those two people, though? Was it just like... I'm not going to tell you what was going on because okay, you don't know who these people but, but were. The, just it's like a butt dial, kind of. Okay, but I was trying know. to send something to one person, but I guess I had okay. the th- the two of them had been in a group text with me at some point. It was insanity, and then the camera started. I was trying to flip it, and the camera was flipping off me, and one of them was picking up, and I'm like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Well, what'd, so, you, what'd, you, what'd you do? I just hung up, and then the one of the people. T- messaged me back through Instagram and said, you want to chat? And I'm like, no, 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 was no. It like that tone? Who is, no, it? No, Who is it? I'll tell you after. It was, I said, no, 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 it was just a mistake. Just a mistake. Sorry, 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 sorry. And they were like, I didn't even know we could like talk through, like talk on the phone through Instagram. I'm like, I didn't either. What a mess. What a mess. Okay. Can we talk about what's going on with you? In what way? What, in which, which, um, which lane? Technology. Technology. I, about two months ago, locked myself out of my iPhone. Literally had zero access. No access at all. Okay, but this wasn't the Google issue that you were having a while No, no, this is another issue. Okay. It's something that's on the iPhone. Listen, I'm all about people with disabilities being able to hear better, smell better, see better, whatever better. iPhone, Apple, years ago, launched in an update something called 
accessibility assistant or something. The Assistive Touch menu offers quick access to dozens of different device functions. You can customize this menu by tapping Customize Top Level Menu. To change one of the functions, tap the icon. Then select a new function from the list. We'll select Screenshot. Then tap Done. To open Assistive Touch, just give this dot a tap and your customized menu will open. Now, instead of needing to press two physical buttons at the same time to take a screenshot, you can just tap the screenshot button you created. All right, that's from the Apple support website, webpage. You're trying to get in touch with me the first time it happens. Probably the second, third, too. I was Googling every possible thing you can imagine. Things um, unlock screen, or I'm sorry, lock screen, accessibility, because the first thing I did is, what is this? What is going on? And I Google it, and it's a problem that happens to a lot of people. How did you Google it if you kept me on your phone? What, how I did had you? my laptop. Oh, this is crazy. I had my laptop. So after about three hours, four hours the first time, two months ago, doing this and Googling, and I finally did something, and it, it, it went away. But I didn't remember what I'd done, because I'd done so many things, so many different things to try to fix it. I couldn't remember what it was, so I let it go. Uh, about 10 days ago, it happens. But I don't remember what I did the first time to fix it. So it's back to the drawing board. Oh, boy. Another three, four hours of Googling. Finally, Donna, it goes away. But I don't remember how I fixed it. Because I've done what? So many different ways. Third time it happens. I'm with our 15-year-old daughter, Charlotte, who's getting ready to join us, by the way, here in a moment on the podcast. And I said, Charlotte, I explained to her, this is that crazy thing that, you know I mean? You hear mom and I talking about the accessibility portal or some crap, and it's happened again. What am I going to do? Oh, my God, I got to do this. this. She takes my phone, Donna, and has it for about 60 seconds. Hands it back to me. And it's gone. it's gone. How do they know how to do all this stuff? It's gone. Terrifying. Because you are holding down combination every combination of every button that you have. You've drawn diagrams, so you keep up with okay. what buttons you've hit already. All right. And, and, and so... At, at one point, several times, when I was doing that, the um, the the emergency SOS thing would pop up. Mm, you don't want Did that. Did you know that if your phone your phone's locked and you can't you can still always call nine one one? I told you I've done that in a movie theater and they came to check on me. Remember? So that kept happening. But I'm watching something you're doing right now, and you have your I finger. I talk with my hands a lot. Well, and you have your finger on the back of that think, little Apple button. I think I figured out what it is because it happened again today for the fourth time. What happened? Um, I mistakenly hit. I was trying to hit volume up. Uh-oh. And volume up down on your left side of your iPhone. Uh-huh. I was hitting, think, I thought I was hitting volume up on the right side of my uh-huh. cell phone because it was upside down. Oh, boy. And I hit it three times, and that's what does it. The phone, my iPhone is programmed that if I hit whatever button this is over here, the lock screen button, I guess, three times rapidly. You need assistance. It's to go in, no. <laughs> I always need that. It's to go into no, accessibility like assistant, assistant uh, mode. Yes, yes, exactly. So, I, so at some point when I have done something it my I program my ass dialed so hit some button and program my phone to think that I wanted that feature what a mess and I don't I don't and so it's it's now it's a part of my 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 phone I wonder if we're not at the point you and I where we need a cricket we do like we need like a less. jitterbug yeah we need a jitterbug like I've, I've we, never needed more I've always needed less we need less iPhones are overwhelming for me too much the technology that we have access it's to too is overwhelming much. to me I, 
I, too did you much. know that you can program your iPhone that to snap a picture? All right, you don't have to do anything but shake your ass and then touch your touch your home screen, and suddenly that's all you have to do. No, but Olivia taught me, our 18-year-old, that I like you can use. I can use my Apple Watch. There should, there should be an iPhone for people with disabilities that you go buy. I mean, trimmed and ripped and, I mean, to the nines, everything that you would need. Safety features, should you fall, uh, all of this well, technology. Well, they probably have that. Well, they don't, or it wouldn't be on mine. Well, anywho, so Olivia. I, if I need that, I'll call you. Apple. Olivia, our 18-year-old, taught me how to take a picture using my watch, my Apple Watch. You can run your phone, like, to take a picture with your watch. I, I don't know. It's crazy. I And that's a whole other thing. Like, my Apple Watch, I only use it, like, for my heart monitor and to remind me to breathe and to stand up. Well, okay. I'm serious. Like, I don't even use 90% of that because here's the issue with the Apple Watch, as I've discussed before. Because I'm OCD, if I delete an email off of my phone. Because goes away entirely. I want it off my Apple Watch. So what happens yeah. to me is if I don't wear my watch for two days and then I put my watch on, I have 4,000 emails and 2,600 messages. If I've deleted it, why won't it delete it off every Apple device? Unlike your camera roll, where is if you, if you delete a photo from your, your library, or I'm sorry, from an album that you've created, yes, it's going to take it from the library as well. That's the opposite. It's right? so, uh, Apple just does the weirdest things. You want both of them to go away. I think we're turning the corner, though, where we're like this. I don't know how to explain it. Like, right. where we're, we're old. And, like, we need assistance. We need less. We need less is more for you and Apple I. Apple thinks that I do. And that's why they're turning on my iPhone Assistance Touch is the official name of it. Um, do you remember about six months ago, my phone went dark. And when I mean dark, I mean as black as <sighs> black. Remember this? And all the pictures on my camera roll would yes. have these. They were black. Everything's black. And like you needed, I was in night mode. You needed Preston's help, who was our old producer. Maybe so. Yes. But that was a feature that I inadvertently turned on. Now I know because I've researched this so much. That was part of this assistance package where. I wonder if they just reached out to you, like they identified it's called, you. Listen, it's called invert colors. Oh, boy. Had you ever heard of that? Or that this is an option in your iPhone? No, but they could know that you're colorblind. That's how much they know about you. Has multiple vision settings that are included for people with a range of vision needs from low vision to color blindness and more. What's that, by the way? What's the more part there? Changes the display values in your phone to create more contrast. It comes in handy if you want a black screen just because it's easier on your eyes. Or you want to have less brightness while reading in bed. It's called invert colors, and it will F your iPhone up. Then the, the whole Google thing. When Google held my identity for ransom for two weeks. Something's going on No with access you. to Google Docs. No access to Gmail for two weeks. Something's going on with you. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm just slow with technology. That's what it, it always had been. Maybe they've identified you as a person with needs. Like that needs Apple? help. Yeah, that needs help. What would my and, needs be? What would my needs be? Well, you are colorblind. So okay, maybe well, they've heard us talking about it. Like we, they say Apple listens to everything. Maybe they heard us talking about it and they're you know, providing you that assistance because you're colorblind on the whole night screen thing. And then the other thing is, if you're, you just admitted that you're basically pushing the wrong button and it's upside down. So, yeah. The trigger points, three rapid pushes of the single solo button on the right side of your iPhone. That's it. 
What I don't understand is like how people can be good and bad at technology. But if, because if you think about it, have you ever thought about this? Like when people say, I don't know how to do that on my phone or my computer. All it is, it's not like running, like you're either a really good runner or you're not. But like to learn how to do things on your phone, it's just someone showing you and then you just push a button. Like how good or bad do you have to be at that? Do you know what I mean? I just think it's so interesting. Like when, like the whole technology thing, like if we really wanted to, I think we could be, we could like, be masters of the universe with technology because it's just someone showing you what to do and then you just do it, right? As Nike said, just do it. All right, what are you doing now? I'm trying to figure out what to do on my phone. Okay, don't be just pushing buttons, okay? Oh. I have some information. I can't get on my phone now. It seems like this thing happens at the most inopportune times. Like when someone needs, to, when I need to talk to you or something's going on, it's like you have gone into assisted, okay, assistal mood. I shared with you a screen grab I know. of no, my I'm internet fine search with it. history, unedited. How many searches were there for, for stuff related to that? Probably 50, 50 or more. All right, I want to say hi to Brooke Scott. I think I think that's her name. My phone's down. Uh, she responded, Donna, to the letter, and she said, uh, see you next week. Because you can now, when you reply to the letter on this new platform that we have, it comes directly to my inbox, all right? She's like, I'll see you, know, we'll see, I'll see you next week. Oh, my God. And then did you respond? What did you respond to her? I responded to her, and I said, well, you know, hey, great. Where are we going? Oh, my Lord. And she responds back, I met here with the letter Saturday morning at 910. I said, oh. And, again, I don't have the conversation in front of me because I can't get on my phone. But it, uh, I said, oh, wow. I said, listen, I thought you were talking about that, you know, we were headed off to Vegas or something. She said, let me win the lottery and we're going. So thank you very much for, for reading the letter and responding. A lot of people check the, the click the yes the yes prompt at the very end where you're hey, did you enjoy this issue? Now, you would have checked no. You would have hit the no button. That is not true. Donna doesn't like the new format. That is not true. But but if you click yes, that, that helps with something. Carl Appen, our executive producer, told me. If we get 100 clicks, we get a, a chalet in Gatlinburg or something. That's big. Seriously? Yes. Like a vacation. In. Thank you. See? Because we can ride no. that. We can ride the mountain coaster. So excited. I wish the mountain coaster would sponsor us. Like, and we could, you know, we could do a contest, like, or not even a contest, but we could do like a promotion where we rode the mountain coaster for like, I don't know, like three days in a row. We never got off of it. Okay. Here's my thing about mountain coasters. I rode a mountain coaster in, uh, what was that island? Oh, in Haiti. When we, um, which you're saying to yourself, wait, when when have I been to Haiti? (laughs) Where Where the hell did I go to Haiti? You didn't ride the mountain coaster. You. When was I in Haiti? Okay. That wasn't. That was the it was. Republic. No. We went. So what happened was we were on a cruise. We did the Eastern Caribbean and then we did the oh. Western. I don't know which, which side was which. But anyway, we ended up on that island that Royal Caribbean has that's in Haiti, by the way, that they've just disguised as like this beautiful island. But meanwhile, it's in Haiti. And if you remember, Olivia and I were going to zip line. We yep. were so excited to do the, one of the world's longest zip lines through Haiti and through all the this fort, stuff. The jungle, the jungle, the forest. And so you and Charlotte were going to go and get some beach chairs. Mm-hmm. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Okay. I know where you're going with this. Go ahead. And so they do, the, the zip line's kind of scary. Like I had always been wanting to do the zip line. And so, you know, the roles were reversed because normally the kids want to do stuff. And I'm like, I don't really want to do it, but I'm doing it because they got to have somebody, you know, we've talked about this before, got to have a waiver, got to have an adult. So I really wanted to do the zip lining. So Olivia was kind of like, mm, I don't really want to do this, but okay, I'll do it for you. So meanwhile, I have on like this one piece bathing suit, I think some jean shorts, some 
I think I had on my like Tory Burch flip flops and some, at the time I had some, you know, I had a little jingle jangle in my pocket. So I had like my Gucci sunglasses on. And so we go to do the test zip line. And your titties fall out. No, but I almost lost my sunglasses. And it was scary. Like the test one was long and scary. And you're not like in a seat. I thought we we're going to be in a seat zip lining, but you're sort of just dingle dangling over the ocean. And if you remember, it came from the mountains yeah. way down. Through the okay. trees. And yeah, and you had to do beach. this whole like zipping and unsnapping. Un- un- and, un- and, and listen, if you have followed along on this podcast, you have heard my story with the zip lining where I got stuck over the jungle in Punta Cana because I'm a control freak. So I was like, I'm going to give this one more shot because I really want to be good at zip lining. So we did the test thing and Olivia's like, mom, do you want to do this? And I'm like, I, I think I do. I think I do. She goes, I'm just going to tell you, if you fall, it's going to be like manna from heaven. Who? Like mana from heaven. Who's like, that? Well, the native people up in the- Was she with us on vacation? No. The native people up in the jungle of Haiti, yeah. Olivia's like, they're going to come out and they're going to see your Tory Burch flip-flops. Yep. That's true. Your Gucci sunglasses. Yep. They're going to strip your bathing suit yep. off of Take you. Take everything. And you're never coming out in the jungle. Well, you are, but it's going to be on a zip line with just your rooter and your tutor. <laughs> here comes here comes Mama, Charlotte. Here comes Mama. It's her turn. It's her turn, Charlotte. The Mommy's up. Mommy's up. She's made it all the way up the mountain. We're so proud of Mommy. We're, meanwhile, we're in a cabana that we paid $800 for, the two of us. True story. Because <laughs> I don't want to go zip line. And then here comes Mama. We can hear your scream. Titties are hanging out. And you okay, they're not. The forest and your hoo and your rooter and your tutor just splayed out. Daddy's at Mommy. Yes. But you didn't spill your damn drink. You know, your drink is still as full or as near as empty as it was when you climbed up the mountain two hours earlier. We have to take a bus up the mountain. But anyways, I just, I bailed out. I couldn't do it. I was just like, and I was so, I will tell you to this day, I'm disappointed in myself for bailing out of the zip lining. So we came down onto the beach and we're like, wait, you know, we're calling you and calling you. You're not picking up. We call Charlotte. Okay. And she's like, we're like, where are you They guys? had horrible service. They, I remember that. Right. We it's, were at the, 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 the massive group lunch with like 3,000 people. Yeah. And so she's like, mom, we're the third cabana to the left oh. on the beach. And I'm like, what? And she's like, yeah, the some guy, they had one cabana left, which they, it's always, listen, that's how I sell things. There's one sport coat left in the store. So there's one cabana left. And here it was he comes. Though. No, it was because you would have known if there were open cabanas on the beach because they're all right there together. So we go down it there and awesome. y'all are laying on this like great. bed, this Bless huge bed. Yeah. And like these people are bringing it's like you. Like a California queen. Yeah. California king. These people are bringing you grapes and yep. food and stuff. Yep. And I'm like, yep. what did this I, go I for? I also, Don, I also had a little jingle with my jangle at one point. I know that. But Charlotte was like, like I said, so what did, did dad like find out? Like what the deal? She's like, no, he just pulled out his credit card and said, that's us. We want that one. I didn't ask how much it was. It sounds like on the road again, huh? Kind of. On the road, but it's free. It's royalty free, Hans. Carl, Appen Podcast Network. I don't know how we got over there on that. Well, I was talking about taking a, a winning the, va- the vacation, I think, to the chalet or something. Oh, in the mountain coaster. Yes, yes. mountain coasters. Oh, so we rode a mountain Fun, coaster yes. in Haiti. The, wow. And scene. <laughs> <laughs> the Big Ten. Most downloaded episodes of the Cadillac Jack, my second act podcast in 2021. The best content for the podcast is unplanned content. And while we do come in every episode with a run of show for where we want to go, often conversations can get off track. Somehow in May, we wound up having a conversation about Christmas and holiday family traditions. And then that led into this about an OnlyFans content creator. 
heavenly orgasms. May 18th. There's an OnlyFans star. She wants to continue to share the good word of her Lord and Savior between the sheets. Who am I to question your relationship with God? Okay, why are we doing this story? in, in, In fairness, I did not know that the conversation we had prior to this story was about... Christmas and Jesus and family traditions uh-huh. and things like that. You just have to find a way to get something dirty again, into every podcast. I, don't. I you didn't do. know that these were going to bump up against one it, another. But it doesn't matter. You have to get something dirty into every podcast. There's nothing more fulfilling or satisfying than when you experience God's love. True? Everyone in the studio, true? Yes. When you experience God's love, let me continue. For you while pleasuring your partner. Okay. Please stop. It is the I purpose. just thought it was interesting that this woman says she has heavenly orgasms because God is with she and her um, husband, I believe. In, right. in the bedroom. All right. Okay. Um, should we break? And- no, it's just, why? Why? What have we become? Like, this is just like, it's kind of just strange. But you, you've, you've read and heard about the amount of money these creators make every it, month. Some of these people, like, it's like the girl next door and like, she's married. There was one of them where she is a kindergarten teacher and she's married to a football coach. He puts up pictures of himself shirtless, like bailing hay. And she's running around like in some get up baking an apple pie. And I'm like, what is uh, that's this? That's hot. Really? They make $350,000 a month. Take your top off. My second act. The Avid Podcast Network. A top 100 podcast. For news and entertainment. Phone's back up. Brooke Scott responded to the letter. Okay. And said that we're going to uh, Vegas. When she wins the lottery. Okay. If, if she yes. wins. Yes. Okay. Right. Uh, Speaking text, of winning. Left on red to the number 22828. Left on red. Red is a color. R-E-D, no spaces. Left on red to the number 22828 to subscribe to the letter. Absolutely free. And because I'm promoting it, Don, on social media, this new reinvented the letter, issue 94, 95, you don't promote things on social media to have anything to do with the podcast. I'm getting subscribers. We're, 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 we're getting subscribers hand over fist right now. Okay. I get a notification right. every time someone subscribes to the letter now. I do. They can pro- also message me directly, and I respond within minutes. Okay. So I'm on a campaign here to grow that uh, subscription base Readership. for the letter. Yeah, I do promote things. Where are you, Where are you right now? Okay. Where I, are you with promotion? I do, but I don't want people to get mad if that's all I talk about. So every now and then. But you, but, but you don't at all. So but you every about just now once, and then. Be, no, every now and then you have to throw in a picture of Zippy laying under the covers. He's the cat, the little orange fella. In the letter, you can see the video for Watch It and Win to win the Hinkle Bulldog Rocking Chairs, Gallery Function. Oh, and okay, I'm going to promote it right now. You need to subscribe to the letter because we have a picture of me and Meatloaf. We talked about Meatloaf last From podcast. Uh, I would say it was the 90s. Where? Give, give it all to me. Who uh, won, 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 at where? the Roxy. I'm with who? G- who? That's, I'm curious. Who? I swear to God. Okay, I, my support, who? I'm curious. Who's I think we were at the limelight. Okay, who? It was me who? and um, my friend Colette. Uh, and oh, wow. Trouble. And I think Jim Ogletree. Like, there's a bunch, and Jim's a huge Pod Pete listener, so he'll remember this. Jim, Jim, if you're listening, send us that picture. Because I've got one, but I know you've got a couple more. So he loves listening to the podcast. So love him, love him, love Cindy, his wife. So yes, I'm going to include a, I'm going to include that picture. You're going to love it. He had kind of a wild life. Like, you know, you saw the antics on stage and stuff, but it was like kind of more than that. So what happened was they did this, you know, they did do Paradise by the Dashboard Light. And that was the big, you know, song that he did with her. And so... Her was um, Carla. His mother, Wilma. No. 
Um, it was with um, Carla DeVito. And so she was the one I was telling you about. We're going to include a picture of the two of them, but they sang it. So here's what happened. On stage, he, um, he when he was on tour, he decided to, like, take it up a notch, and he, like, made out with her on stage. And she was married. She was married to Robbie Benson, who was like, if you're old like me, he kind of ran around with, like, Sean Cassidy and Leif Garrett. If you're young, you're like, who in yeah. the hell yeah. are these people? But at any rate, so she didn't know it was coming when they made out together. So... Like, she supposedly, like all the people in the band said, she went through hell with Meatloaf. The song that she really would, whenever, whenever she came out on stage to sing this, that song, people, I mean. Went crazy. Yeah, okay. crazy. This was the moment. I've never heard of either. Um, so it says one time he hurled a giant heavy steel mic stand at her, and he got so carried away, he chucked her off the stage. Like, literally, because it was so dramatic, their performance. Like, he pushed her off the stage. And he says he tortured himself just as much. He required oxygen after some performances. Um, and he said he was a perfect monster. He did, like, massive drugs. He suffered a nervous breakdown, threatened to throw himself off the edge of a high-rise building. Um, his manager talked him out of it. He, him and the band broke up. Uh, he had a couple of wives. He married one within a month of knowing her and proposed to her with a giant salmon fish. Like, this story's crazy. Salmon fish. Yeah, we might should put this, like, in the letter. Does someone keep up with all this? Yeah, all I don't even know. All promising to the letter? Well, I am. And to be a non-reader, you certainly are invested in it with, with links and things. Yes. For episode 96. And 96. he also had, like, this thing with Prince Andrew, and he said that Fergie was flirting with him. I believe that. Fergie the princess? Yes. Not No, not Fergie from the Black Eyed Peas. Okay. Flirting with meatloaf. Correct. All right. Will you start a list of all these things? Yes. Because I'm going to forget. I'm not kidding. I got it. Okay. We have a small ask of you. Three things, if you don't mind. Follow and subscribe to the podcast. So you don't miss anything coming up. Very simple. Easy to do. All right? You can do that. We'll give you time at the, before we wrap the end of the episode. Number two, invite and encourage three people in your circle to enjoy the podcast and listen to the end of each episode for outtakes and Easter eggs. All right? We would uh, also ask that you take a moment, and uh, if you like what you're hearing, make sure to rate our show on Spotify. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, if you would, uh, five-star review out, out of the question, you think, Donna? I don't believe so. I don't think so Spend at all. a little time with a review, you know, a couple sentences. We're going to call Charlotte. Yes, we are, a 15-year-old daughter. She's going to come in and join us. All right. No, but what, can we just talk to her on the phone? Uh, no. Well, I mean, she, we're here. She might as well just come on in. Uh, but do we have enough mics and stuff? Uh, she can sit on your lap. Okay. We'll play some royalty-free music while we wait. Okay. Uh, show our sponsor some love. Gallery Furniture, Gainesville, T-Mobile, new podcast sponsor. Thank you, T-Mobile. Brightmore Healthcare, excited to be their spokesperson in 2022. Thank you, Chuck Brown. Filming a series uh, this week of videos and commercials with the Brightmore Healthcare people. Delta Atlanta's hometown hairline, brought to you by Ford. Built Ford tough. For the 40th year, the Ford F-150 is the best-selling truck on the road. Score your F-150 at Fable Ford. This is snapping. What do you think about changing our theme music after two years? I don't like that. I don't want to do that. I don't mean to this. I just mean to in general. No. You want to keep that? Again, if things aren't broke, why do you want to fix them? All right. Thank you, Donna. It's Donna, everybody. Is she coming? What are we waiting on? Are we, did you text her? No, I thought you did. Oh, okay. I will. Wow. Okay, just, yeah. Let me text her. All right, do that. Do that. Why don't we do the closing credits right okay. now while we wait? Well, let's talk about gallery furniture. What do you think? Okay, we'll just talk about gallery furniture. Because I'm going to tell you something. Like, I, um, a friend of mine was ordering some furniture, and 
she was telling me that like the stuff that she wanted to order is she got everything like in her cart and she's ready to order it. And do you know when it's available? Thanksgiving. Uh, September. Should it said should be available in September. And she's like, this is ridiculous. And I'm like, I know this is everything that we have been talking about is again, you're going to spend an hour looking at furniture and looking at mattresses and looking at all this stuff and the things you want. And then you put them in your cart and you qualify for their fantastic pay for the rest of your life financing. And, and the furniture is not even going to be here until like August or September, if even then. And so why put yourself through this? I mean, you don't need to do all that. And, and you know what she was saying? I was so mad. She said, I went through like 10 different sets of furniture and then 16 different mattresses trying to get everything matched up. Then I, qual- I had to fill everything in to get my financing only to find out at the very end it's not available until September, October. I mean, you don't need to do that. That is a huge time waste, a huge time suck on your time. So you can just drive out to gallery. You get to actually see the furniture, see the mattresses, go ahead and pay for it, go ahead and order it, and then get it delivered or take it home. Talk about instant gratification. Donna will help you load it up. She'll tie it down like you might shoot like you've never seen before. And then uh, drive it home like Donna said. Gallery furniture, 1600 Brown, uh, 1600 Browns Bridge Road, Gainesville. Ask for Donna. Ask for the Wolfman Gallery Furniture. All right, guests of the Cadillac Jack My Second Night Podcast stay at properties owned by Atlanta-based Paramount Hospitality Management. And we have a guest in the studio. She's going to come sit with me. So I want to tell the story about that no parent wants to hear. Um, last week, I was at work, and um, it was probably about 6.30 at night, and um, Charlotte is the manager of the wrestling team that we've talked about before at her school, and she's done a phenomenal job this year. Very dedicated, very loyal, goes to all the matches. And so they were coming back from a match. It was uh, nighttime. I mean, it was rush hour. We, you and I were coordinating, you know, who was going to pick her up because the bus was coming back to the school. Who was going to pick her up at the school? And we have that great Life 360 program with if you have a kid who's starting to drive or even if you have younger kids and you want to kind of, and again, this is not to track every move. It's really more just peace of mind. Like, especially it's helped us a lot because when Charlotte. she's like frowning, but the, it does help parents because when it's an open-ended, like but when it's like an open-ended match or practice, you know where, where they, they are. are. Yeah, no, or like when you no, need to pick right, them up. You're right, you're right. We're just, we're just you a little bit. So anyways, the phone rings and I pick it up and it's Charlotte and I. she's very upset and I can't understand her. And she says, Mom, Mom, um, the bus has had an accident. I have to tell you in that moment, you, you just, everything just stops. And, you know, I'm trying to be calm, but I'm not very calm. And I'm just trying to calm her down. And everyone I want to start with is everyone was okay. You know, some people have, you know, she's got some mild bruising and, you know, we're going to take her to the chiropractor and, and the person that was driving the bus and has some, some sore neck issues and stuff. So, um, it was a very bad accident. Three lanes were shut down. Um, a lot of, um, police fire, fire ambulances. And when I got there, I couldn't get up to the accident, but I just was overwhelmed. And, um, it's just scary. And I said to you, you know, it's like, it's in those moments as like a working parent where you're, I'm going to get really emotional, but you're like, gosh, you know, we're, we're putting these kids out to carpool and ride buses and do all these things and you just do it and you don't even think about it. And then in those moments you're like, 
would it have been safer if I was driving? Or And it was no one's fault. It was absolutely not our bus driver's fault. Someone pulled in front of him, you know, just to try to get in. You know, it always happens to you to get five minutes in front of somebody, you know. And then, of course, he had to slam on his brakes. And this particular bus driver that was driving Charlotte and the other kids actually was kind of a hero. He, he probably actually saved their lives because he swerved to avoid hitting other people and actually hit a median um, and took kind of the brunt of the accident on himself. Well, the front of the bus. Yeah, for the front of the bus. But, you know, these bus drivers and these coaches who <laughs> did not bargain for all of this, um, they are heroes. I mean, they're just as tired as we are at the end of the day. They're having to do sports. They're driving buses. They've got kids. They've got to get dinner, too. So... I just commend all the people who do this, but also as a parent, it's just those moments when you're just like, you just pray all the time that when they're not with you, that they're safe. And it was just really, really, really scary. This girl is so sweet because I, then when I was driving over to meet with her, she's like, she kept texting me, mom, we're okay. It's okay. Because she knew that I was like, you know, freaking out. Meanwhile, I was trying to calm her down. She's trying to calm me down. But the biggest thing, and I I tell my kids this all the time, the biggest thing that I was kind of freaked out about is I wanted them to get off the bus and away from the highway, you know, and into the grass, way, way away from the highway, because that's always my fear, like when you have an accident. Yeah, on the highway, that you're just a sitting duck. Um, And I think I had just latched onto that because it was the only thing I could latch onto and didn't have any control for sure. And I was obsessing over that. But thank the good Lord for so many things. A parent who is a parent of another kid on the wrestling team came up behind the bus, saw the accident. And the first thing he said when he called me is, I got him off the bus. Not because of me. He knew, too. You know, I got him off the bus and I got him into my car and, and you know, kind of got him away from the accident. So um, it all ended up fine. Um, but these are just those scary moments, you know, things just happen, but it's like, do you carry a lot of guilt about working? Um, I don't as much. Well, I do in a different way. You know, I've been a stay at home mom. I've been a part-time worker. I've been a job share. I've been a full-time worker. Um, I have never really missed anything because I was always like, the PTA, I mean, I was, I, you know, I was a, an officer in the PTA and I went on every field trip. So I don't feel like I missed anything. I just feel like the hours I work now are much longer. So I miss more. And when I started going, when I went back to work, when Charlotte was in fifth grade, I was working downtown. And so my commute was longer. That would add at least an hour on either side, at least. An hour. Yeah. So it wasn't so much the working, it was just the distance and the time. So I, yes, I do have that, but I was a stay at home mom for a very long time. And I also think it's important that the kids see that we work too. You know, it, it takes both of us and um, everybody's contributing. So I think that especially the school that I go to now is a lot, there's a lot of stay at home moms and parents who don't work. And when you have, like, a friend group with a lot of parents who don't work and I guess their moms are really at their disposal and, like, they can take them wherever and go wherever, which you still do all that. But, you know, like, sometimes you have to step back and realize it's normal. It's just you go to, like, a different environment. I had to realize that since I moved to my new school is because there's so many stay-at-home parents is that, like, it's normal for your mom and dad to work normal hours and you don't have to feel like, dang, I wish I was like that. I think it's interesting too that you say that we have all, you know, all schedules cause we kind of do, but we also have the luxury that 
you, you're off, you know, a little bit during the day, Donna. We take advantage of those days as best we can. Yeah, and I mean, I, what I think is funny too is Charlotte just doesn't. We've talked to us before. She doesn't remember it because, but I stayed home for. I was yeah. a stay at home mom for eight years. And if you had a choice as to when you could be a stay at home mom, would you rather be a a stay at home mom when they're younger, or when they're teenagers and then now middle and high school now? Now, see, I would think that it'd be more important to be involved in a stay at home mom in the in the younger years and early elementary. To, when, well, when I used to think that because I used to think they don't remember it anyway that you're working, but I just think like. That is part of it. That when they're little, they don't remember as much when you're home, or because I say to them, like you remember that I was home, like from the time Charlotte was born until she was in the end of fourth grade, I was a stay-at-home mom. Something I remember is like the little things. You know, it's like when you would go like and come with lunch to me, and you would sit at my table at elementary school. Like little things like that. Like that's what you remember as a kid is when your parent went out of their way to make a day special for you or, you know, come to sit at lunch with you and take that time out of their day. And I don't know, I've definitely learned a lot from having you at home now and kind of having you with me more now because you're right beside me. I, before we moved I can't the studio, escape you. Before we moved the studio in here, which is, as Donna said, right next to your room, mm-hmm. I'd, 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 there'd be three, four, five, six months in a row I wouldn't be up here. No, you would never come up here. It's like weird. We, we've laughed about that on the podcast. No, if I like how, see you coming up the stairs, well, I'm, like, I'm here. What I'm are here. I'm here ten times a day now, though, because I do everything out of this room. I'm yeah, watching each y'all too. You and your sister cross the hall. I'm no, watching I both know of you. you are. Well, listen. Here's the bottom line. You just, as a parent, land the plane. We've Donna. talked about this. You do the best you can do, and I've said this before. I think the most important thing is to do things that your kids can see, like have lunch with them. Um, you know, do things in the classroom. If, if you're going to do things with the PTA or whatever, make it stuff where you're interacting with the kids. Because I really, th- that is one thing I am proud of. I was always the team mom for every one of these kids. And, if, and, and they would volunteer you. They would volunteer me. They'd volunteer me. And then I went, I never missed a field trip. I traveled to every softball game for travel softball for two and a half years, getting up at 530 in the morning. And so th- there's a lot of stuff that I didn't miss. Um well, he did that, too. No, absolutely. We're talking about just kind of like mom guilt right yeah, now. Yeah, like dads especially too. with parents, they do when they go out of their way. Because you went to career day that one time in elementary school. And I still remember that because that was such a special thing for me because, you know, you always were at work in the morning. And that's usually when, like, a lot of those, like, like uh, donuts parent, with dad. Yeah, I those used to things, have, oh, my gosh, your mom. Would you, you would just, have just, nightmares because you couldn't go to them because... <laughs> You worked in Your the morning. Mama bribe me so hard about that. I did not. I filled in every year as. Or my dad would. He yeah, a couple times he did. Yep. But you it's like went out of your way one time and you went to career day and like I remember that because that was such a big deal for me because I was like, look at my dad. He is such right. a cool job. Why'd you just bite me? Just She's telling you to hush. He has no, I such a, talking good about you. Dude. I know. Yeah. He because he is such a cool job and you're like, yeah, look at my dad. That's right. so All right, well, we love you. Thank you for coming. Yeah, by. I'm going to bed. No, I just want to eat you up. No. Just... No. All right, thanks, Sean. Good night. Okay, night, night, night. Please, it's late. All right. Okay, love, love you. Bye, bye. Bye, bye. All right. That's it. Listen, as moms and dads, we got to just do the best we can do. Seriously, um, I this is a this is seriously a hot topic with people because. You just never feel like you're doing enough, even when you are. And if you're sitting in your car right now and you're thinking, 
God, I wish I could eat lunch with my kid or I, I don't have that kind of job. I get it. I used to have a job where I had so much freedom and I have a job now where I don't have as much freedom. But you know what? I say this to everybody. Life has on and off ramps. Okay. And especially with parenting. And so wherever you are right now, if you have little babies at home and you think I'm never going to work, you are, or you should, you might, if you want to. And if you're working all the time right now and you think this is always going to be my life. No, it's not. No, it's not. So, I mean, that's the beautiful thing. And especially about the way the world is now, um, you can get on and off ramps. You can be a full-time worker and all of a sudden you can say to someone, you know what? I want to work remote. And if your, if your current job won't let you do it, I guarantee you there's a hundred jobs that will. So it's just, don't be so, you know, I say this all the time with the grace thing, but you really, really, really have to give yourself grace with parenting because it's just not easy. And trust me, when you think you have it figured out and they're all thriving, something's going to come along and just upend you, you know, because it always does. Charlotte, Charlotte, our 15 year old, who was just in here. You know, she's big in a podcast right now. Like she listens to Crime Junkie. Which drives me crazy. Well, okay, but she, she's into the new podcast medium. For the first time I'm aware of, she's almost 16. What episode, and we're going to answer this question next episode, all right? Be thinking about this. If there were one episode from the 200, this is 221 of episodes of the My Second Night Podcast, if there were one episode that you could remove so that she couldn't listen to it, what would it be? Or what was the single topic? Uh, I know, sitting okay. here right now. Okay, well, we don't want it right now. Oh, okay. Wow. Okay. Well, you have conviction about this, don't you? Here comes a band. You going to be ready to talk about it next episode? Uh, I'm ready now. But yes, I'll be ready okay, next episode. Time now. Okay, next episode. What we do have time to talk about, which you keep just knocking off the list, is you talked about the little fella that came down and pants the referee. And I've had a we couple of people. No, I've had a couple of people reach out and say, what was Caddy's pantsing not. story? Yes, they, they have. Yes, they have. So what is the pantsing story? I don't remember. Okay. We got to go. Though. Well, we're up at the mountain house and it's me, you, and all three kids, Tug Coward, our friend. Laura Cowart, his wife, his son, Jake, and we are watching the Falcons try to get into the playoffs, and you're standing in front of the TV, and you always loved, in front of the kids, to pants your mother. Explain what, we got to explain what pantsing is. Okay, so. Pantsing is when you go in. You and, go up behind someone. Right, and you pull their pants down. But they need to be wearing, like, jogging pants or pajama yeah. pants or something. So there's this politician in, in Tennessee who was at his son's basketball game and he got pissed at a call, storms down the bleachers onto the court and, and pantses the ref, kind of. He misses. He tries to pants the ref. And he misses the pants. How does that happen? So he gets ejected. So that's where the story came from. All right, so what, we're watching the Falcons. What happened? And so you're standing in front of the TV and you're like, you know, hoping that the Falcons are going to make it in. It's like this dramatic moment. All the kids, and they were little, like, they were probably, like, I don't know. All right, let's, let's, let's get this done. So they're all sitting around, and Olivia does not miss a beat and walks up behind you. Our and 18-year-old daughter. Now. And Laura, yeah. Tug's wife, right. is sitting in the prime spot in a chair, and Olivia pulls your pants down, and what do we all know about Cadillac Jack? He's very small. No, he doesn't wear underwear. Oh, that. Yes, that, yes. He doesn't wear underwear. And so 
Laura is I turned like, myself in. I didn't have to right there. Laura's like, yeah, all right. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. She, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thank you, Donna. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Who? Who? The people that have been riding your ass to tell that story. But what's so funny about it is the reason this is. It kind of goes back to what we were talking about a minute ago. Like kids are always watching you because you got such glee out of pantsing everyone. And finally, somebody got you back, and it was Olivia. I was shocked. Oh, my God. And she was so innocent with that little blonde hair. Like, shocked. Pulled those pants down. Oh, boy. All right. No audio for this episode of My Second Act, so we're going to move on and uh, remind you if you find the time, and we know you have it, so let's find it, to um, if you like what you're hearing and you like the podcast, we want to continue doing it. And, and the best way for people to discover the podcast, other than you being an ambassador and a super spreader for it and telling everybody about it, this, we're not going to turn this into like a radiothon, telethon type moment. But if you have a moment, you do. Please do this. Go write a, a, a simple review. If you're listening via Apple Podcasts, if you're on Spotify, let us know how you like the show. Give us a rating on our Spotify show page. Carl Appen is the executive producer of the My Second Act podcast, and we appreciate everything that he does. And i got to scroll down here to the, uh, the end of the credits. You got anything before we go? Uh, I have a pod peep. Okay. Well, I would need to know that. Okay, well, I'm just telling you. You ready? I'm ready. Um, okay, the pod peep. Well, you know what? I got to tell you, I cannot read her thing because guess what? I don't know. It was in vanish mode. Oh, my gosh. Okay. <sighs> All right. Anyway. You can subscribe to the letter. It's uh, our weekly e-newsletter component to the podcast. A fun four or five-minute ride. Uh, read, rather. Sorry. Uh, read. Delivered. Uh, just a your, mess. Sorry. Straight to your inbox for free. Production assistance from Steve Mitchell in Ingold Studios in Atlanta. You get new episodes on Tuesday and Thursday of Cadillac Jack, my second act, part of the Appen Podcast Network. Bye.